the muzzleloaders.com podcast, your source for all things muzzleloading. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Muzzleloaders podcast, the show where we talk about anything and everything black powder. Today, we have the Price Brothers Outdoors, Ryan and Scott with us, and we are going to be talking about some bear hunting, which is really exciting. And uh, so how are you guys doing today? Doing great, man. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, Karen, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, it's it's my pleasure. I'm really glad that uh, we get to finally connect with you guys and talk about some bear hunting because uh, that's something that we want to make sure that we give its due. And I know especially in your guys' home state of Pennsylvania, bear hunting is huge, um, especially with a muzzleloader. And so yeah, kind of what right. do you guys think about that? What do you, you know, what's that like in Pennsylvania? Uh, hunting in, in general is the tradition in Pennsylvania, that and wrestling. So. Yeah. Um, bear hunting that the opportunities just keep growing in Pennsylvania. I know when I started, probably Ryan too, there was only three days total of bear hunting a year. And that yeah. it was just rifle. That's it. Yeah. Um, now you have four days of rifle. You have three weeks of archery and a week of muzzleloader. So you have just about a month of mm-hmm. uh, bear hunting now, which is pretty wild. So uh, the muzzleloader season, which I'm sure we're going to be really hammering here, is I think it's only two or three years old. So that's a new opportunity, and we're seeing that really grow. I'm sure Ryan's seeing a pile of bears come in every year to taxidermy shop that are muzzleloader kills. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, plenty. Yeah, and the, and the muzzleloader season, it's people love it too. It's it's even though it's new, people eat it up. So it's yeah. really cool to see. For it's sure. been a great time of year too because it's still fairly warm. It's middle of October, I think, or last week of October. Um, so you could also shoot deer, does. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a multi opportunity for people to be out there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been popular. And I know, so you have a month of it and I know in some States you just get a bear tag and it's good from day one of rifle through archery and muzzleloader and so on and so forth. Is that kind of what it's like for the bear season there? Or can you have multiple tags in multiple seasons? Go ahead, Ron. Well, as far as you mean bear, like you can only have one bear tag. So you, when you go to purchase a bear tag, uh, mm-hmm. that's that's all you get for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, wish it was different, but it's not. Got it. And so you have to pick yeah. the season that you hunt them in. So if you if you wanted to hunt with a rifle, you'd hunt them in that season. Right. Yeah. If, if I mean, if if the best thing to do would be to hunt all the seasons and and you know raise your odds but yeah maximize your opportunity yeah right yeah but you know like if if you want to hunt them with a bow that's the only difference there with a bow you need an archery tag an archery license i should say not a tag archery license to hunt the archery season interesting yeah that's that's that's, there's a couple little nuances there in pa but it's so crazy because i mean the more the more people that i talk to in different states it's just amazing how different the hunting opportunities and hunting oh, God, tags yeah. and all that kind of stuff is i mean it's just crazy yeah, yeah it's crazy it literally is crazy yeah yeah the first year they had the muzzleloader season you could tell they didn't really it was new to everybody including the guys making the, the rules because they had a bear season with a muzzleloader a muzzleloader bear season mm-hmm. but they didn't let you use a bow yeah <laughs> not, not a lesser like a lesser now, weapon yeah now you can yeah. because everybody's like why the heck can't i choose to use a bow yeah so you can see things okay. are changing as the, the points are being brought up to the game commission yeah wow 
That, well, I mean, that's good too. I mean, it's good that they're able to change and willing to change. And like, okay, this makes sense. Let's let's change this rule around um, rather yeah, than yeah. just being stuck. Yeah, they're, like, they're good with that, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, like in Pennsylvania, and because that's where the bulk of your guys' experience is, what are we talking for? Like good bear hunting strategies um, that you know, like we were talking a little bit pre-show. You know, there's certain areas where you're going to find a lot of them and then you could hunt or other areas and never see a bear your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's no joke. Yeah. What we hunt is, is mostly thick swamps. And when I say swamps, it's usually out in PA and like North Carolina, it's a lot of rhododendron patches. And then for people who don't know what that is, it's a, it's like a, like a six to 10 foot at maturity uh, bush got real big green leaves and what they'll do is hunker down in there so they'll before winter they'll uh, eat a lot of acorns and go to these places to make nests and we i think we posted pictures of it but the bears will pull down these rhododendron bushes and make a big leaf nest and that's what they'll sleep all year looks just so like a bird nest hmm. yeah, just like a big bird's nest yeah right on top of the ground a lot of people think they only sleep in caves yeah and they'll and they majority sleep right on top of the ground. So that's what we hunt. We hunt them before they go to sleep, basically. basically. Got it. And so that's that's them. Yeah. That's what they'll they'll hibernate in through the winter. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I wonder if because like we don't kind of like as you were saying, Darren. A lot of guys I say this traditionally. Traditionally, a good bear spot may not be a great deer spot, at least the way we hunt them. Yeah, super thick rhododendron. Um, not that you couldn't see a bear in a deer spot, but sure they'll wander through where there's acorns or hickory nuts or whatever. Yeah. But when we're hunting bears, it's a specific habitat. And we generally, all through bear season, when we're making drives in the rifle season, we might see a dozen deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because there's no deer in there. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it makes sense. Specifically targeting bears, it's a different habitat. Yeah. And I guess the bear i know bears are omnivores but they probably wouldn't be opposed to eating a deer if they hung out in the same area too so <laughs> no oh, doubt yeah. about it yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah probably not before winter they're not fatty enough but you know they don't have the calories that they need but yeah they, they love deer meat for sure so yeah and i mean not to get super far off topic but like what is the deer hunting like in pennsylvania like how is that contrasted with the bear spots so we always laugh because God, you go on the forums and you'll think there's literally no deer in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it pains me to see that because we love hunting in Pennsylvania. Yeah. We hunt from the suburbs right in Philadelphia to the, to the endless mountains in the northern tier of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Right up along the New York border there. And there's deer. There's deer everywhere. Yeah. Uh, big bucks everywhere. Yeah. I'm sure some might be a little harder to hunt. You know, whatever. But there's, it's great hunting. I, I, we had bucks like the private, whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, we had we had bucks come in the shop this year that you would be more than thrilled with in any other state, and that is right here in PA. I mean, just giant. So, yeah. you know, and there's plenty of them, by the way. So if you're if you're one of the guys that says there's no deer around, you probably should look at your your tactics and your bad habits and, and change them a little bit. Do some research, but because they're they're here, it's good hunting for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's always easier to find something else to blame than to 
except the responsibility oh, yeah. that maybe you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yeah. Um, so yep. I guess, you know, kind of back to bear hunting, what, uh, what are some good load recommendations that you guys, uh, offer to people if they're going to hunt a bear? Because, you know, a lot of people think of hunting bear with a muzzleloader is kind of sketchy because you got one shot, you know, and you know, black bear tend to not be as aggressive as grizzlies, but you know, what do you guys usually yep. use to put them down? Ryan, talk about your flintlock kill first, and then I'll do inlock. I was, I was going to say, do you want, I guess, black powder stuff? For sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, black yeah, yeah. So, um, I do 90 grains. I only shoot round balls. I might transition, but I usually shoot round balls. That's what I killed my bear with. Um, and I had zero issue with it. Uh, I shot it just like this, just straight in through the chest. It went through and through, and it was great. So I used 90 grains of powder with a 100-grain uh, uh, ball. Sweet. And and what – is that a 50-cal? Yeah. yeah, 50-cal, talking, yep. Got it. Yeah, cool. Um, and uh, so the 100-grain hundred, the ball – so a lot of the balls that I am familiar with are 170s. Um, do you use a different, like, alloy or material or – you do 490s, don't you? Yeah. Red balls. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so just like a little thicker patch yeah, and stuff like that. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And the round, yeah. I mean, I know that bear, their their vitals tend to sit a little bit lower. Are you usually going to, yeah. because I know a lot of people that go from deer hunting to bear hunting, they will end up making mm -hmm. a bad shot because they're used to hitting the shoulder or, you know, a little higher on the body. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, go ahead, Scott. Yeah, I actually, so what the bear Ryan killed with his flintlock is real close. Was it 15 yards or something? Real Not close. Even, yeah. yeah. So Ryan calls me, says he sh shot a bear. So I go over there, I'm walking towards him, and I see him up in his stand waving back and forth. I'm like, what is he doing? Yeah. He's pointing. There's another bear smelling his bear. So I shot that bear. Mm -hmm. That's what I not shot. Yeah. Yeah, so I hit, I did hit forward on mine. I had to shoot mine again, uh, but that's a common mistake. You know, I, I think, I think a lot of people don't know that. And there's a really good image on uh, online. It's a basically a skinned bear looking at the side of a bear, and they cut the ribs out, and you can see everything set back and low, like you said, uh, more so than a deer. So yeah, common and, mistake. And another thing is. Uh, they're literally built different. Like when you skin a bear, their elbows are and their joints are giant. Like their ball sockets and 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 hinges and stuff like that. If you hit that, it's not like hitting a deer. Mm -hmm. it, you should prepare for that because it's it's a world of difference. Interesting. So I, I always I always do aim a little farther back. Like I say, farther back inches. So not nothing dramatic, but I don't want to hit that elbow especially with a round ball. Yeah. And so it would, it would be enough to even stop like a, a bullet, not just an arrow. Yeah. I, I don't know if it'd stop it, but it's going to give it a lot of resistance, a lot more than, than like a deer elbow. You know, that's what a lot of people are used to. Interesting. Yeah. And that's yeah. crazy. And so, um, what about, uh, with inlines, like what bullets, what combo are you using, Scott? So both of us, at least to my knowledge, shoot the exact yeah. same inline load. That's 90 grains of, uh, of, uh, Blackhorn with XTPs. Okay. So, 
Now I'll say this, this, I don't know if you can see that behind me there, my background. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, we don't shoot much farther than 50 yards here because you can't, you can't. Yeah. So keep that in mind when I make that recommendation is guys maybe out like, you know, Montana, Idaho, you could shoot a whole lot farther. You might not want to use an XPP. You might want some kind of tip bullet, uh, flatter shooting, maybe more powder. Good point. So this is specifically for where we're hunting and how we hunt. shot. Yeah. And how we hunt. Yeah. Yeah. So keep that in mind with these recommendations. Interesting. Uh, they're, they're for tighter cover. I'm going to yeah. call it. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, with a muzzle loader, a lot of the time, especially when you're using a flintlock, you're probably not going to be shooting, want to shoot much farther than 50 to hundred yards anyways, you know? Yeah. Right. True. Yes. Yep. So I guess fifteen yards. You said so. What uh, what was that experience like? I got a lot of it on video. It was pretty funny. Um, I was standing on a, a fallen down oak tree, and I'm just walking back and forth because I, I made um, like openings in the brush that I could peek through. Mm -hmm. So I just walk from opening to opening, and uh, I keep hearing this rustling behind me. Didn't really think anything of it because it was so minute and and quiet, but. I eventually turn around and there's actually three bears looking at me and they don't know what exactly I am, but, uh, I turn around real slow. And as, as I, you know, I'll, I'll do it here. I, I just have my gun like this. The brush is kind of hitting my, my chest and I do this and I pull my hammer back and just real slow. I aim right at, right at the bear's chest and he's standing up on his stump and his chest is just looking right at me, looking kind of uh, up at me. So it was a perfect shot, just angled down. And it wasn't long after that. He ran off. I knew I made a good shot. The two bears came back and started smelling his blood trail and coming back to me and huffing at me and, you know, chattering their teeth like they always do. And that's about the time Scott came over and I was kind of like waving him, <laughs> you know, doing the old hello. <laughs> yeah. Stop. You know, this guy, yeah, it was great. That's so, awesome. After we talked about it, Darren, we were thinking that there were three males that the mother kicked out. Yeah. Ryan was Ryan saw all three. He was saying they were all the same size. Uh huh. So probably three of you know, three two year old bears. Yeah. All together still, you know? All the same size, yeah. So what ends up being a mature bear? Like is two year olds old is that a pretty small bear or are you looking is that pretty big? Well, we I say we and one guy in our rifle gang shot, uh, I want to say it was 190 pounds or something like that. The bear was 16. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, we've also shot, Ryan, you might have more to say on this. You see friggin' bears every day at the shop, but, um, we've shot 400 pound bears that are three years old. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't yeah. know that weight has much to do with it at all. Got it. No. Really? So, but I mean, as, as yeah, go ahead. They'll, they'll be mature, you know, at two, three years old then. You know, they're just yep. not – just their size is going to depend own, on what right. they're going to be yeah. eating. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Huh. Wow, that's crazy. And so, I mean, you're talking about really close quarters, low visibility because you guys are hunting in really dense forested areas. Is there any danger Ideally. in that? Like what – I mean, obviously there's danger in anything, but what do you guys – What's your guys' concern level in that? As far as from the bear, I, I almost I almost have zero 
threat level from the bear. I, mm-hmm. I've been charged a couple times, but they're all bluff. Like with a black bear, they're almost always bluff. Um, the danger, and Scott, you could add to this, is more like when you're crawling up over the rhododendron, like when you're doing a bear drive, you're crawling with a bunch of guys left and right. You're crawling up over the rhododendron, and it's when you look down through the rhododendron and it starts to collapse and you fall through, you wonder if, like, if ever a stick is going to, like, push into your guts or stab you in the arm or something. Uh, you know, another threat would be friendly fire from a stander or just another hunter that you're unaware of in public land or, you know, just weird stuff like that. I'm, I have no, I'm not scared of a bear, in other words. They're, they're more scared of us. For sure, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've been bluff charged a few, actually, just a couple of weeks ago, I got bluff charged by that little one. Yeah, video. Yeah. yeah. We'll slap brush and try to scare you away, chomp their teeth at you, run up to you. Yeah. It's kind of cool once you know what they're yeah. doing. Try to make them do it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so you say friendly fire. I know in Pennsylvania, during most of the seasons at least, you have to wear hunter orange. Is is that is it yeah. so thick that you really can't even see the hunter orange or anything like that? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Pr- like seriously, if you're some of the swamps that we're in, if you're 10 feet away from the guy, 15 feet, you're not going to see him. Wow. You'll, you'll hear him, obviously, but that's no joke, even with ours. I mean, you that, that's a tight swamp, but you're not going to see the guy, you know? So when it's you guys... wild. You've got to be aware, you know, like any other kind of hunting, you got to be aware of that, I think is what he's saying, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you guys are doing those bear drives, how are you keeping track of each other? Like, are you just, are you calling out to each other? Or, because obviously you're trying to be kind of quiet. The drivers are, yeah. And when when we bring new guys in, I think a lot of the new guys think we're hooting or whistling, depending on the guy. We always make some kind of noise. They think it's to scare the bears, and I'm sure that it could. Sure, it scares them a little bit. But really, it's just so everybody knows where the drivers are. Mm. So where you so you know where the guy next to you is, yeah, and so if the I've guy on the left of you is fifteen feet away, and the guy to your right is twenty yards away, mm. you got to slide that way because they'll go right between you. It happens all the time. Yep. Boy, that's that sounds crazy because over here we do like upland game bird hunting, and so you'll do drives sure. and you'll walk Similar. side by side like that, but you have yep. full visibility of each other and you know exactly right. what you're doing. But trying yep. to navigate that and communicate in the midst of that kind of thick brush sounds like a total just challenge you know um yeah so we're definitely picky about who we let into the the rifle gang especially because of that thick cover you know knowing how to make the drive being safe when you're a stander so ryan and i both have really good friends that are awesome deer hunters kill deer consistently they're great shots they're safe deer hunters but uh, it's just a different, it's different bear hunting. Animal, we just, it, it, what's it, whether it's, we don't invite them or, or what, we just don't have them in the bear gang. A lot more is expected of you. You know, I mean, just, literally just think of a gang. You, you need to hold your weight. So I've had friends that come to the bear gang and they don't come back because they, they didn't make it. You know, they, they didn't, uh, they weren't worth their salt, but um there's a lot of just general rules you got to follow, safety rules, and then just tactics. And if you can get that and you can hang in there for four days, then you're, you'll be all right. It takes a special person to be enthusiastic 
for four days straight and crawl through miles of rhododendron. Yeah. <laughs> and get like and, green, like a green bar. safe. Pull your eyelid yep. like this. Oh, it's great. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's what we always talk about over here is there are certain, hunting is not, um, there's a lot of aspects of hunting that are not fun in and of themselves. But when you combine yep. the entire experience, that is what yep. makes hunting just amazing, you know, because you combine exactly. the, the pain and the trial yeah. of the pursuit, and then you end up with an excellent result. And that's always just super exciting. Even at the end of the day, if you're not successful, you get yeah. to share in a trial or a difficult experience with a group of really close friends. And that in and of itself yeah. is a reward, you know. That's what life's all about. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, a lot of it's the memories. It, it, it may not be fun in the moment being, like, sweaty or bloody or whatever. You're you're miserable. But looking back at it, that's when it's fun to talk about and laugh about. That's, that makes it really sweet. For sure. Yeah. So yeah. what do you guys – you guys obviously hunt in groups a lot. Um, is it possible to do a solo black bear hunt and be successful? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, a lot of them now – Keep in mind, for our first probably 12 or 15 years of hunting, there was only a rifle season. So all we knew were our good rifle spots and where you see bear signs. So those turned into where we go for muzzleloader and archery because we know there's bears there. Mm -hmm. So that's where we'll go. Of course, you're not making drives, but you yeah. at least know there's bears there. You're following the food. Like this year, there's food everywhere. Yeah, Beet, hickory, acorns, apples. It's almost harder this year. Well, it is harder this year because they just wander around eating. Yeah. yeah. For There's solo no... hunting, for for solo hunting around here, it's it, it's like Scott said. It's you hunt kind of the same areas, but for example, what the what we've been talking about that 15 yard shot for me, uh, that is between two swamps. So that's a transition area, and I knew that because I know that's where the bears run when we do the drive. They just go from swamp to swamp. So you, that's where you'd set up. Set Ryan's up. killed four bears there. Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a great spot. Public yeah, land. Spot. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah. you know, uh, for example, another solo example is uh, is uh, at the at our private land. Scott, one day, this was like, was it opening day, Scott, with, with the bow that we have on YouTube? My kill was the first or second year ever they had a, a bow season. Archery. Yeah. He's just like, oh, yeah. just go sit in the stand. I think it'll be good. And it was right after work. I jumped in the stand. Twenty, literally twenty-five minutes later, I shoved my phone right in my quiver, and a bear walks out. Got the whole thing on film. Boom! It was done. I mean, wow. I just knew we we kind of know where the bears go. It, it just takes a little scouting, I guess. It's, it's nothing. There's no secrets. No. It's all about finding the food, right? That's food. it. That's what bears. That's, that's it. it. Because you don't hunt them when they mate. They mate in the middle of summer, so you can't use that as a tactic. Not around here. So is there is there only a fall season in Pennsylvania, or is there a spring season too? Just fall. Just fall. Because I know in yeah. in Oregon, there's a spring and a fall season, and during the spring season, it's much easier to find them because they're starving, and you can just call yeah, right. them in with like a predator call yeah. or whatever. That's cool. I never did that. Oh yeah, it's and that's kind of. But the thing is, you have to draw for that. So I'm going to put in for it. Hopefully, I'll get something this year. Um, yeah, and, that'd be awesome. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the fall season's a lot more like what you guys are talking about, where you need to find the food source and then try and find out where there's a, a pocket of them, you know. Um, it's a yep. lot tougher in the fall, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like I was saying before, most years there's not uh, a mask like this. You know, maybe you have just acorns or just beets or just hickory or apples. This year, like I said, everything is produced. Everything. Yep. And you, you can't find bear crap anywhere because they just wander around. Mm-hmm. Some years, like if it's an acorn year, um, you know, if you go into a bear spot, there's just crap everywhere. Or an <laughs> apple year. Yeah. And you know that you sit right there. Now you're, you just got to go where you think there might be one that day because they just yep. wander. So, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. And that's kind of, that's what we really end up facing in Oregon is because we don't have the nuts we don't have the apples and stuff like that around here a lot of their diet comes from like rotten logs that have a bunch of maggots in them or they're oh, eating yeah. just like mm. so they're constantly moving looking for food that's what makes them so tough to find in the fall because mm. i mean there's they're they could go forever trying to find food you know and they're just on the move sure. so yeah. um and there's pockets of places where you might find denser food or more food so you can try and hunt them there but it's certainly much more difficult than than spring because they're just looking for right. anything to eat you know have, have you ever uh how do i word this have you ever like uh studied the ravens or anything like that over kills when i was in montana a couple of years or a year or two ago every time you see a raven we'd go to it there'd be a dead elk or whatever there a mule deer and there'd be a bear there is really? that something that you see out there? You know, like a I, natural bait I honestly haven't paid close attention to that. Um, yeah. You know, there there have been times where we have we have like you know the vultures and stuff. They'll be circling, and right. you know, you know, there's something dead down there. And I've hunted those for uh, mountain lions. Um, with mm-hmm. those are the only I've only ever seen one mountain lion in my entire life in the woods, and it was in like four in the morning in the middle of the darkness while I was trying to turkey hunt. Um, they, wow. they're crazy hard to hunt, but bears, you know, it's the kind of same deals. There's so many things cause we have the wolves over here too. I mean, if something's dead, it doesn't last very long over here. So, right. You know, right, right <laughs> up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it's the same way in Montana. So I'll have to start paying attention. Maybe like the Ravens and the vultures, if I'm out in the fall, I need to sit on, sit on that a little bit more at the very yeah, least. You'll see something to shoot. Yeah. Yep. The scary thing about Montana is you got the grizzly bears over there. Did you end up running into yeah. those? No, no, we didn't. There are some crazy stories, though, about it. Some of the landowners that we talked to have some unbelievable stories. Yeah, I know. I actually. But no, luckily we didn't. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. Oh. Yeah, I was just going to say, luckily we didn't run into anything. We didn't see any tracks, nothing. Yeah, I had I had a friend in Montana. I mean, he's not really a friend. I we went on like a mission trip to Montana one time and uh yeah. a guy that we went up there to help out, he had a house and it was kinda out in the woods a little bit. And he's like, Oh yeah, we see black bears all the time. You gotta watch out for the grizzlies though. And we were up there and we ended up going home and this is when I was a pretty little kid and he ended up giving us a call later on and apparently a grizzly bear had like leaned onto his um like his window of his house broken the window was in his house and he had to like beat it off with a shovel nice. and i was like oh God, that, is, that takes that's a different kind of human to <laughs> beat oh, a, a shovel yep. but yeah Good for him. 
yeah, it's it's a different ball game with Grizzly Bear for sure. But yep, yep, yeah, I'd yeah. love to do it. Red oh, would be great for sure. Yeah, I was looking into. Can you imagine? I was looking into what it would take to shoot a grizzly bear, like in Alaska, and it's pretty pricey. But that's something I definitely want to do because I've I always want to do it with <laughs> a muzzle left. loader. You know, like yeah, that right, would be yeah. really epic. But you know, you can. Yep. It's it's tough. It's tough to swing that price tag. Everyone sometimes, you know. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So what? Uh, what's you guys? You guys talked a little bit about the bear hunting this year. Um, what's the the story there? Has it been? Have you guys gotten into any bears or? Have we what? I passed one up in archery. Um, I passed one up in archery this year, a small bear, like 160 pounds. Um, I let it go mainly because I know there's a couple big bears around. So I haven't seen anything. That's what I waiting for. Yeah, yeah, not yet. That's crazy. And it's just because the food is so it's, plentiful and spread out. Yep, exactly. I was going to say my parents have a dumpster at their house, and usually when there's, you know, average mass uh, production, their dumpster gets ripped into you know, two or three times a week, and it hasn't been touched one time this year. Hmm. Just because there's so much natural food for them, which I would imagine has a higher fat content than a bunch of garbage. Oh, yeah, yeah. the bears are <laughs> together. Yeah, for they have sure. inches you know? of fat on the bears that are coming in inches man and so what what causes that is it the weather or like is it been dry year or wet year what causes the extra food i know last year there was a late frost and there was you couldn't find nothing produced last year there was nothing no acorns beach apples nothing uh we had a pretty rough time with the bears too last year because they all went to sleep early there's nothing for them to eat mm-hmm. so we're hoping that's not the case this year but yeah. they're also going to be more spread out. So yeah. we'll see. So on those low food number years, do you end up, do a lot of bear end up just dying of starvation because they can't get enough fat before the winter? No, they I don't, don't believe so. I, no. I've never, I to my knowledge, we've never found a bear that has died without like some kind of traumatic injury. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think we've ever found a bear starved to death. Well, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think they're pretty. They're pretty resilient. They'll eat anything, so they'll get through. <laughs> they'll find something to eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It might be a little lean that winter, but yeah, there's yeah. a couple extra leaves on that nest. For sure. Yeah, and um, so I know uh, I, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before when we teamed up with you guys on that uh, bear contest. Um, that one guy ended up shooting awesome. like a 600 pound bear. Uh, yeah. What What are you looking for? Like, if you're, you know, if it's day one of archery season, how big does the bear have to be for you to not really want to pass on it? Like, this is a good size bear. I shoot a two hundred pounder yeah, every time. It's it's not a two hundred pounder is good. That's a mature bear, and it's not it's not like so big that your taxidermy bill is going to be astronomical. You get a good amount of meat from it. Um whatever mount you do if you choose to do one is going to look great it's a great size it's, you know that's a good bear good size bear yeah it's not a tiny bear that's going to look like a, a coyote yeah yeah when you go on a coyote yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so a 600 pound bear is just just lunacy like that's a really huge bear that's big but man they are fun they're fun to they're, they're 
they make for great memories. You know? Oh, for sure. So how, how frequently yeah. will, will you find a bear that size? Is that pretty uncommon? Um, um, no, I mean, in Pennsylvania as a state, it's not uncommon at all. They used to, I'm sure they post it somewhere, but they used to post how many 400 class bears, how many five, six, seven. And the most recent one I remember, there was seven over 600 in the Northeast region. Wow. That's crazy. So, yeah, they're not uncommon. There's big bears here, no doubt. That's insane. And so it, I, I'm guessing – oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that's the ones they know of. That's the ones they tag. Oh, There's yeah. plenty more that they don't even know of that come over from Jersey or whatever. They travel. Mm-hmm. We just had a bear. Uh, our uncle just killed a bear, had a giant blaze. It's on our Instagram. Guys, your uh, Scott uh, sent picture. Yeah. Yep. yep. Scott, where did it travel? Fifty-five miles or something like that from where they tagged it and and, uh, and um, relocated it. Yeah, I think so. so yeah. And then, go ahead. And then two years ago in the rifle season, our cousin shot a bear at our property here that had New Jersey tags in it. Yeah. Man. From now we called the New Jersey Fish and Wildlife, and from where it was tagged as a crow flies, obviously. From where it was tagged to where he shot it was like 74 miles yeah it's just insane man it's crazy that they they travel so far you know especially yeah. when food is so plentiful you'd think that they wouldn't right. have a need to travel so far you know yeah right yeah 74 miles that's a heck of a that's a heck of a hike yeah that's a journey <laughs> yeah yep. so yeah what's the uh biggest bear that you guys have have taken or somebody in your party has taken we so you may have bear. heard about our uncle's bear. Yeah. Your uncle's ahead, bear. Scott. Yeah, so our uncle shot what some say is the heaviest bear ever. It was 875, um, 744 dressed, and that was shot on public land in the national, sort of national park or national forest. Uh, shot it with a crossbow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's yep. insane. So, do they yeah. when they get to be that heavy, do they just start getting fatter or do they get like longer as well? Oh my god. The fat. thing was so fat. We have a picture of it laying on our barn floor and his arms when he was laying on the side, his arms wouldn't even usually they drape across each other, you know? Yeah. But his arms were just like stuck apart because he <laughs> was so fat. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, you'll have to send the me a picture of that one. That's there. insane. Oh my god. It's wild or the game wardens were there dragging it out with us because we shot it right behind the barracks pretty much and the looks on their faces was hilarious because it's i guess yeah. they knew it was there you know we tried we were trying to kill it for a couple of years yeah uh-huh. and nobody can kill it man it's hard to fathom what it looks like laying there i mean you to talk about it you know you could you could compare it to like a 55 gallon drum or whatever it just doesn't do it justice there's a picture of uh Scott, myself, and my dad standing right behind the bear, and it still looks like a big, giant black blob. You know, it's just, it looks like somebody long arm at a buck. Yeah, yeah. You're standing right next to it. Yep. Yep. Man. You'll, ha- you'll have to send me a picture. I'll, I'll throw a picture up on, on the uh, yeah, for sure. podcast so that it's people can see. It's on Google. Yeah. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. And then I think it was two years ago. Maybe five miles from there, they shot. I say they. Somebody I saw it online shot one that was eight seventeen or something like that. Same spot, pretty much. You know, within four or five miles. That's crazy, yep. man. 
Yeah. Yeah. And um, before we go too much further, I kind of wanted to backtrack a little bit and get some more of the specifics and how to's of um, like your solo hunting and how that's different from, you know, when you're in a bear gang and you're going to be doing drives and stuff like that, because uh, on our podcast, our main goal is like education and, um, you know, enter- entertainment, I suppose, is part of it too. But really, we want to show people how much fun muzzleloading can be and help them in their muzzleloader, muzzleloader hunting and stuff. So what are the specifics of that? You know, let's say with solo hunting, we'll start there. Yeah, so a lot of it comes down to scouting. For the first couple of weeks of archery deer, which is the first thing that we have in Pennsylvania, subconsciously we're scouting for bears too. Bear, You know, whether it's bear sign, uh, acorns, beech nuts, any type of food, or checking, you know, hunting near those areas where we know there's bears to kind of check up on that sign. And if we're seeing it, obviously we're going to put that in the memory bank and head back there with the bow or the muzzleloader to target the bears. Mm-hmm. So just like deer, scouting is a lot of it. Um, but, you know, even though we know how to hunt bears, a lot of it is luck because there's way less bears than there are deer. So you could be in these spots. You only have a week to hunt them. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Some years, like the year Ryan and I both killed, the food was very specific that year, and yeah. the bears were concentrated. So a week for that year was a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Where this year, like Ryan said, between both of us, I think we had one bear sighting for the last six or seven weeks. Now it's a super rare. So a lot of a lot of it is luck. There's no doubt about that. But there's things to look for that would help you put the odds more in your favor. Got it. And are you like cutting just directly cross country, or are you sticking to roads and trails, or how does that work with the thickness of the shrubbery? Um, I guess both because yeah. bears will travel the you know roads. We're looking for tracks, really mm. muddy tracks. Sign. Um. Yeah sign yeah i mean other than that they're going to be pretty close to cover and stay the best drives we have are oak trees in rhododendron yeah right, right behind scott yeah yeah just like that that's exactly what we're that's exactly because what they talking. can roll out of their bed eat some acorns and then roll back into bed they don't have to go anywhere yeah so those that's like the year ryan and i killed with our flintlocks that's what it was it was acorns in rhododendron and that's where we killed both of us within an hour. Wow! So it's kind of dependent <laughs> on the, the year to too. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was convenient. Yep. Yeah. And so, how was that? Uh, so, when you're in a, doing like a drive, do you have a guy like in a tree stand, um, and you're trying to run them run through mm-hmm. these rhododendrons and push them out into the open for the guy to get a shot? Yeah, like in a nutshell, that's that's ideal. You have a guy. The guys doing the drive, the drivers are low, and you have the standards hopefully high on a hill or in a tree, so they're shooting down. That's mm-hmm. ideal. Sometimes, you, sometimes it's not how it works out, but yeah, generally speaking, you want the guys higher, the standards higher, and the drivers lower. You know, or around a turn as the swamp turn makes a turn. That's that's generally what we're looking for. Got it. Interesting. So it's really. It's it's I'm having a hard time like just imagining this land that you guys are hunting because it just seems so foreign to cuz where yeah. I live there's you know there's yeah. we live in a little pocket of trees here in northeast Oregon it's all evergreens and everything 
Um, but really outside of our little area, it's all just open and there's sagebrush and hills. Right. <laughs> and that's Yeah. yeah. So. I kind of chuckled when you said chase them into the open because open might be that road right there. Yeah. <laughs> open doesn't it exist might be a 12 in foot opening. Yeah. You know, between rhododendron patches. Here, let me pull up a picture here. Let me see if you could see this or not. This is one spot that we drive. Okay. Boy, yeah. See how steep that is? Mm-hmm. So rhododendron banks like that are good because they'll like burrow a little hole in there. Yeah. And the guys, just like he's standing right there on that road, the bears come barreling off that hill, cross that road, and that's their shot right there. You See, know, you, you have to be ready to make road. a quick shot then, yeah, like because they're yeah. just coming down. And that's where the safety comes in because a bear sounds way different than a deer. Mm-hmm. So the last thing you want to do is poke your head out of a drive and there's somebody pointing a gun at you. That's why we're very specific on who we invite. Yeah, because your ready isn't with your gun up. It's like low ready. So it's kind of, yeah, low ready. Yeah, sure. So, boy, yeah, I could see yeah. how that could be pretty touch and go. Um, and I see yep. you definitely, you definitely want to make sure you had a good group of guys around right. you, you know, and not, yep. you know, any people messing around, you know, it's a serious deal. Right. Exactly. That's the key to having a, having a good bear gang, which is what we strive to do. Um, we were fortunate enough to be born into a extremely talented and skilled bear hunting family. So, we're, you know, we, we're just kind of naturally good at it. But I want to uh, make the point that a lot of these bear gangs in PA uh, are just fizzling away, and it's, it hurts to see. It hurts us to see that because it's something that is, you know, something inside of us that it feels right. Like, that's what men should be doing. You get together, you grab some guns, and you go kill something. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's amazing. And uh, uh, I want to just push out to people, uh, especially like I get a lot of examples, guys coming into the shop and they'll be like, hey, can we come with you? Can we, you know, how do you start a bear gang? How do you do this and that? A lot of people are intimidated by it. They don't know where to go. Facebook and, and Instagram, whatever. You, you could talk to people, just get two, three, four, whatever guys together. You don't need a, a 25 bear gang like we do. Um, you get a couple guys together going on X or whatever and, and locate a swamp or two and just go drive it out. You set guys on one side, set a, set a uh, couple drivers on the other and send it through. I mean, that's, you only just, need three or four people. You don't even need three. Yeah. But, you know, three or four people, you can, I mean, what an, amazing, what an amazing experience it is to, to, to get together and go and go do that. It's, it's, you know, it doesn't take much either. It's not, it's not a big deal. You got to trust the guys you're with, be hard on each other. You know, if you, if you screw up, you got to really dig it in. But mm. um, that's how you get better. And that's how you get more guys. If, if you're like, if you're kind of like willy nilly going through bear season, you, you go do a couple, uh, go do a couple drives and you have a couple drinks. Nobody's going to want to take off work for that. You got to like be, be pounding at it every day. Yeah. You know, guys are going to want to be there for that. And those are the guys you want. For sure. Yeah. And so yeah. there's there's definitely a level of uh, you know, intensity that you're looking for from somebody that you're gonna add to your oh, bear yeah. gang. Sure. So how do you guys do yeah, you guys all twenty five of you go out at the same time? Or do you guys like yeah, mix and match around? Twenty five is a full roster, so that's that's as many as you're allowed to have. Yeah. Um generally we're right around like twenty one, twenty two, something like that. Yeah. 
Um, and those are, you know, like Ryan said, you want guys that can come all four days. Mm-hmm. Because if you get a bunch of guys who can only come Saturday, Sunday, and not Monday, Tuesday, that, that makes you delegate what drives you have to do on certain days. And the wow. time you do the time you the time you spend talking about yeah now I got this guy going here this day and this and that and that's all time you could be setting up a drive that's you know you have four days of the year of rifle bear that you got to get it done you know that's yeah. the mission so you want to get all that crap out of the way and you can just focus on the mission yeah you got four days to shoot twenty five bears so you do yeah, not have a moment right. to waste <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then start kicking people out and getting new guys in to yeah, know, kill some right. more yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah, idea. the one year, Darren, we shot eight bears. It was a year we we got a, probably a foot of snow the day before bear season. Yeah. We ended up shooting eight bears. And every time we would shoot one, you could just feel the vibe between everybody because it seemed like every other drive we were shooting a bear. Yeah. Wow. And everything was just so in sync that year. And it was just like we were all in a cloud every time a bear would die. It was just like nobody was talking. Yeah. The, the, I don't know what was going on. I can't non-verbal, even <laughs> nonverbal energy. It was good. It was wild. That's awesome. It was that's, wild. That's a good bear yep. gang if you're if you're doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, um, I think we're kind of getting ready to wrap things up here, but I want to make sure that we give you guys the time and space because you guys do a lot of stuff on Instagram. You do a lot of stuff on YouTube. Uh, to kind of talk a little bit about Price Brothers Outdoors and how they can find your content and what you guys are really all about. Cool, yeah. Ryan and I started with a YouTube channel, actually, kind of goofing around. Yeah. And then we ended up getting some pretty cool stuff, and people started to watch it. Um, I forget who told us about Instagram. This is back when it was pretty new. Mm-hmm. So we jumped on that to give it a shot, and our goal was to uh, bring only authentic, relatable um, you know, no corny posts just to post something, you know, with the algorithm and all that crap. Mm-hmm. If it's not worthy to post, we're not just going to post a bunch of crap. And oddly enough, people tell us that without any prompts. So that kind of makes us feel good that we're not, you know, some little pawn out there parading around for some, uh, you know, sponsor or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, like, kind of like you said before, the bear guys, somebody actually said that to us in a message. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool that somebody recognizes us for that because we kill a pile of bears consistently. So we put that on there thanks to one of the followers. So yeah. um, we've kind of dialed back to YouTube a little bit only because we're focusing on hunting a little harder. You know, when I was, we were carrying full camera stuff around, it kind of limits where you can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so now, you know, we have GoPros, we have the 360 cameras, so we're, and if one of us tags out, then whoever's tagged out will film. Film them too. Well, trying to focus on visual or stills, you know, more, more of an Instagram, uh, thing for now, which is price.brothers.outdoors and, uh, check us out on there. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Your guys' is, your guys' it's content is, is always awesome, you know? Uh, I, I totally agree. I think you guys have, have fulfilled your purpose of not posting nonsense and, and just posting good stuff. So <laughs> appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, well, I really appreciate you guys joining us for the podcast today. Uh, I know it's probably getting pretty late over there on the East coast. So want to make sure you guys have some time for your families and stuff like that. So, um, 
<laughs> man I, yeah. I see i you know i i appreciate that you are here on the podcast right now and that uh, you guys took the time to do that so um yeah and for you guys that are listening and watching thank you so much for that and if you guys want to support our our show here uh if you're watching on youtube hit the like button click subscribe and hit the bell to receive notifications whenever we post content um, and also if you guys have any questions, drop them in the comments below because we want to make sure we're answering them. And if you have a question that you'd like us to answer on the show, just put like, you know, I want it, this answered on the show, just leave your question and we will do our best to do that for you. Um, and, uh, also if you guys are just listening to the audio version, uh, leave a, leave a review because that's going to help get our content into the hands of people who could benefit from it and hopefully have a successful bear season in Pennsylvania this year. So um yeah if you uh, guys want to do anything else check out our website as well for all of your muzzle loading needs and we will see you on the next podcast <laughs> <laughs>